What is up, Steel? Studies. Happy Tuesday, October 5th, 2021, and welcome to episode number 114 of the study session. Man, for whatever reason, I got these allergies. I can't hit the high notes. I can't hit the study ends. It's it won't let me, so I'm not sure what's going on with the allergies here. It's uh killing my high note, but very excited for you to join me today on episode 114 of the study session here on this Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. Want to thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening to the study sessions, listening to the Still Study podcast, reading my work, sharing with your family and friends. It means the world to me. Thank you so much. Also want to give a shout out to everybody who also follows my other podcast on the Still City Insider that is coordinated by Jim Wexel. Our podcast is called the Steelers Insider Podcast. We publish that every Tuesday morning. You can check that out on Jim's site. Would love to connect with you. Please drop me an email at thestillstudy at gmail.com or give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. And let's get it rolling here. Tuesday, October 5th, 2021, episode 114. And the Steelers are getting ready to play the Denver Broncos. And this season is not turning out as we expected it. I know I expected the team to be 3-1 and one at this point. The only loss I predicted in the first four games was to the Packers. And this was when the season started. And yet, they sit here at 1-3. and three, And there's a lot of questions about what the ceiling is for this team and if they have what it takes to make a postseason run. And while I don't want to shut the door on the optimism of this season, the way things are looking right now, things are going to have to change drastically on the offense. In the passing game. Now, Najee Harris is helping to revive the running game. He is getting better every week. We are seeing that. It's incremental improvement. We're seeing the offensive line get a better push. Don't know if that performance against the Packers was a result of their front seven not being great. The Steelers will get a test this weekend against the Denver Broncos. If they can get a push and move the ball on the ground against the Broncos, then maybe they are getting some traction. But the offense has to run through Najee Harris in the running game. But from a passing perspective, it's just not there. And the big question right now is whether or not Roethlisberger's finished, if he can't do it anymore, and if there needs to be a change at the quarterback position. And I've maintained all along that physically, I think he still has the tools to be able to get it done. But mentally, there is a block. I'm not sure what that is, but it's evident in his play. He has not been efficient. He has not been consistent. His play has been below the line, and it's only so many contests of post-game interviews where you could say, I've, it starts with me, i got to point the thumb at me, I've got to play better. You can only say that so many times before there's accountability for your play in terms of you continuing to be rolled out there as a starting signal caller. And part of it is lack of faith and uncertainty in that offensive line. 
there's a play from that Packers game where immediately Ben goes to the check down and Najee Harris when Pat Freyermuth on the left side is wide open. If he would have waited just a little bit longer, he could have hit Pat. But is that fixable? Is there going to be a moment where he is able to have that confidence and fearlessness to stand in the pocket and take the hit? And sometimes there's not a hit that's waiting for him. It's just, it's almost like he's conditioned now that he's hesitant. Can he overcome that? I mean, that's the big if. And if they did move away from Roethlisberger and they did move the Mason Rudolph, how much would the offense improve? And here's the thing. I think at this point, it's safe to say Ben will not be back for the 2022 season, barring some type of miraculous comeback or improvement in performance. I just don't see it at this point. I was hopeful at the outset. I talked about the concept of Ben 2.0 playing within the system, playing within the running game. We're not seeing that materialize. And as much as I hate to say it and admit it, the tape is the tape. The stats are the stats. It is what it is. And it happens to everybody. And it's not, we shouldn't be mad at Ben. It's not like he can help this. It's not like he's trying to play poorly. It's not like he's trying to be finished. He wants to play at a high level. But all good things must come to an end. And the same thing for franchise quarterbacks who have played 18 years and this, unfortunately, may be his end. Again, I'm not completely closing the door on Roethlisberger, but we would be foolish not to recognize that it's a very real possibility, and that's the way things are trending so far this season. So what would things look like with Mason Rudolph in there? How would this offense evolve and change? Well, we know that Rudolph, he's not a scrambler like Roethlisberger was at the start of his career, but he's going to be more mobile than Roethlisberger, so he can shift around. But if you'll remember, Rudolph has poor pocket presence. He doesn't feel the rush, and that's been consistent in his game since he came into the league. And with that offensive line, how much better is he going to fare than Roethlisberger? His mobility is slightly better, but again, his pocket presence isn't great. He may be more adept at this point in his career in comparison to Ben to throw that ball over the middle of the field, those intermediate 15 to 20, 25-yard passes to Freyermuth instead of everything being outside the numbers. And he probably could play better in a rhythm within a scheme, play according to the concepts and game plan that Matt Canada has laid out for a contest and not go rogue. But what that would look like over four quarters, it's hard to tell. And how would defenses scheme against Rudolph? They probably would play Najee, take away the run and force Rudolph to beat, beat them. And does he have enough passing acumen, ability to read to make that happen, that remains to be seen. But that is the option that the Steelers have should they decide to go away from Roethlisberger 
Again, I don't think they're going to make that change anytime soon. They would have to see more bad play. And again, Roethlisberger hasn't been awful, but he hasn't been great. He's been slightly below average. But you'd have to think if this continues, that's going to be given a very strong consideration. As far as Haskins getting the start, that's not going to happen. Barring some something crazy, injury or injuries, but I just don't see that materializing. And there are some folks out there who think that, you know, by saying that or discussing Ben's potential end of his career, that it's sacrilegious or disrespectful to Ben. There's no disrespect meant by it. I mean, it's just, again, it's just part of the game. It's part of the process. It's not like Ben is out there trying to lose. But at the same time, there comes that moment for every player when the game's over. It happened to Paul Amalu. One of the greatest Steelers. I, I make the argument that he's rivals Joe Green for one of the greatest Steelers of all time. His career was over at one point in Pittsburgh, and he was slow. He lost a step, a couple steps, and he could not play at the level that he used to. And that was a sad day. Same thing with James Harrison. It's going to be the same thing for Ben, and we may be watching it. And there's a degree of sadness that goes along with that because he's always been that old gunslinger who was able to pull himself off the ropes and lead the team back to come back victory. And there's a big part of me that's just hoping that that's what's going to come, that the next, next chapter in the story is that Ben, suddenly everything clicks he starts completing the majority of his passes. He's hitting touchdowns. This offense is scoring points. And I hope that that can happen. But the reality, based on the evidence, based on everything that we've seen, it doesn't look good. Again, yeah, no, I'm not trying to bring you down. But look at the bright side of that. First of all, we've got to respect and appreciate what he's given to this team. He'll go down as, you could argue, the best quarterback that the Steelers have ever had. I know that Bradshaw won four Super Bowls. But Roethlisberger put up better statistics, won two, played in three. He's meant so much to this organization. And if it is, in fact, his time, then the one thing to think about is the next person in line. And... You know, that's the exciting thing about football is you just never know. You know, there was the period in the 80s where it was the purgatory of sorts in terms of quarterbacks. They couldn't find their guy. The Steelers will have to embark on that mission of finding their next signal, signal caller, their next franchise QB. Can they do that? Who knows? But that's what we're faced with here. And studying, 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 studying. Thank you so much for joining me here today on this Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. I appreciate you guys so much. I hope you have a spectacular day. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. Give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. And remember, 
Not everybody is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but you most certainly are. Peace, everybody. Make it a great week. Out.